Hey, hey, beautiful homemakers. Love the show? Why not join us over on Patreon? It is a Patreon summer here on Homemaker Chic Podcast because now, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show, be a part of the conversation. I'll be sharing videos on how I'm using my tubes, makeup, and skincare this summer. And of course, you can upgrade, get those free digital copies of our cookbooks, watch full video episodes of the show. Show your love for the show today for just a dollar a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast, or just click the red circle over on our Instagram page and it will take you right there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Here we are. We're 20 minutes in. We were supposed to start recording 20 minutes ago and we had to get our little friend jibber jabber out. Yeah. You know, it's like Chippendale. Have you ever, do you my, okay, my kids, my children are like, Junior, bless his heart, he starts every day and he walks in for those of you on Patreon and he goes, heart you, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can I watch Donald Duck? (laughs) 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 And so like, but when you hear Chip and Dale, like if you watch them, the old Disney cartoons from the 40s and 50s and whatever, they have like, there's like, they play the same track every time. It's like us. Hopefully that's not what we sound like on the show. Just in private. Well, I'm sure we do. Okay. I'm sure <laughs> <Right>. we do. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, we are here hot for homemaking. Are we though? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we doing? Uh, we are okay. We're doing a podcast. We're doing sorry. First off. Massive thank you to all of you who messaged us on Instagram. So if you missed last Monday's episode, Angela and I announced that on the total whim, we're going to be walking. Shay announced. <laughs> Shay said, hey, guess what? I know this is a partnership, but here's what we're going to do for here's the next year. Here's what we're going to do now. <laughs> and it was well received, all mind right. you, because it gives our homemakers a mission. Okay. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you can and you should, but what sure. we're going to be doing what is, <laughs> we're going to be walking through a bowl full of lemons, the complete book of home organization Crap, by Tony Hammersley. Okay, so you don't have to buy the book because I'm going to just read it to you each week here on the podcast. She's broken it legal? up into. I think so. You should, you could buy it. It might be helpful for you to buy it. It's a great book. Really nice. Really encouraging to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to be kind of walking through one little baby step of home organization over the course of many, 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 many weeks together. So we'll give you a a little home organization um, assignment, if you will, for the week ahead. Then we'll check in the following week and introduce the new week's assignment. And what I would like you to do, per favore, Por is favore. To... <laughs> send us pictures, please, of before your before and afters so we can feel better please about ourselves. Do. <laughs> please send us pictures of your weekly assignment over on Instagram, which is Homemaker Chic Podcast. And then we're going to share them to our story because we're going to create this little community of homemakers and home organizers. And we want to share. We want to share what that project looks like in your home because frankly, it's nice to get a little pat on the back and a little recognition for your hard work. 
Yeah. Um, I set Shay some photographs the other day after we recorded and Shay announced we were going to do this. <laughs> and I announced to the world that my vehicle looked like a hillbilly wagon. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I did clean it out and I did send her some pictures. And then I sent her a picture of my cooler, which I said I had to clean. And she goes, oh, my. Oh, my. I was like, no, this is where you go. Mine looks like it's that. It's not so bad. Mine has looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did clean my truck out. I did. It. I think I jumped ahead in whatever we're going to do. Um, But I had just done my kitchen. I didn't know you were going to make that announcement. And yeah. I had just done my kitchen. And no, no, we haven't actually done I, the kitchen yet. No, we were supposed to like just write it down. Okay, but okay, all that to say is I did jump ahead on my truck because I'm sure the vehicle is like what the last chapter. It is. But here's the thing, guys, it's going to take us a year or a year and a half to get through this. All right. We're in this for the long haul. Yeah. And so obviously you're going to have to tend to some of this stuff before we get beforehand. Yeah. So to be fair, uh, so we live in a vacation community and um, during the summer, what I do is I get up early and I work really hard to get my my uh, working mom stuff done and my homemaker mom stuff done. And then I take my kids to the beach at about 1.45, 2.30, and we stay there till dinner time, which just wreaks havoc on the stress levels because then we pull in the driveway and they go, what's for dinner? Yeah. Um, but that is the way we roll because this is where I've wanted to live domestically my whole life or like my whole adult life. And so we noticed that the locals that live here don't take advantage of the beach and I'm just not going to do that. So we do. It's people think it's like people here when I talk to them, they kind of talk to me like it's posh. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I like contort my whole life for these three hours a day, two hours a day, whatever. And my vehicle is part of that contortion. So there is sand and there are paddleboard blades and life jackets and soggy mildew towels and water bottles. It is nasty come towards the end of the season, which is where we are sort of right now. And uh, so I went at it with um, I want to give you a pro tip for those of you that do want to sort of clean out your vehicle. My this is not my idea. This is my mom's or maybe my mom's husband. Um a leaf blower. <laughs> okay. So you take everything out. And then for those of you that are very young, you're in the trenches and you have French fries and Cheerios and goldfish crackers or whatever you have. Um, you just take a leaf blower to that bad boy. And that, that before you vacuum, that really does help. So I didn't detail it. Like I got it like to a palatable where I could mm-hmm. like pick up a friend and go out for a cocktail or something and not be like totally hanging my head mm-hmm. in shame. And then I went to Aiden and said like, could you detail the truck now that mm-hmm. you wouldn't be excavating through the um, cat cookies? So mm-hmm. I my detailing the, right now. I washed consists... all the rugs in the washing machine. Like I actually brought them upstairs and washed them. They look amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to order a uh, leather polish. Cause that's some sh- something I actually like doing. Like, uh, Filling in the cracks. Oh yeah, like the armor in the house. No, like in. But I have uh, resale leather furniture in the house that I've made over with like the filler Mm -hmm. and made it look great. So I'm going to do that to the leather and and then I'm going to swap it in for a navy blue suburban because (laughs) because navy blue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to be content with my car for a while longer. But I was researching car cleaning 
also this week, and I learned that you can use a magic clean eraser on your headlights. You know how they start to get a little like fogged over? On the outside? The plastic gets kind of scratched. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but sure. Okay, I'm going to try it. TBD. But I saw I saw some YouTube videos on it, so it's probably true. But on YouTube, it must be true. <laughs> um, here's oh, I use Mr. Clean erasers. I probably have a problem. I use them on everything. I buy a box like every other month at Costco. And I use them for everything. I use them for like white tennis shoes, mm-hmm. door casings. My cat like goes like, mm-hmm. like makes out with the door frame every time he walks by it. And it's like this grimy mm-hmm. Hobbs mark. Um, I use them for everything. Mm-hmm. Mr. Clean erasers. I don't know who. It's like the inventor of post-its like Romy and Michelle. Like I yeah. know we invented post-its. Yeah. Whoever invented the Mr. Clean Eraser should get a Nobel Prize because mm-hmm. I love because them. housewives I everywhere. I like, don't know what we you. did without them. And mm-hmm. like, get the Mr. Clean mop. Hello, it's like a big stick with a giant Mr. Clean Eraser on the end. <laughs> like, just have my it floors with your would read that. Oh, I know, but you just got to have it because if you need to like scrub walls, mm-hmm. you know, like the staircase where the kids just make out with it as they're oh, going yeah. up. The, yeah, yeah. I mopped my um, kitchen floor today, dumped the bucket out, and it was like, ew. It was like mud. No, I couldn't I have believe to change it. the bucket like six times. No, I do. I do the whole okay. thing, and then I put in clean water, and then I do it again, and then I put in clean water. Oh, no. I, I get there in the like, end. I have to do it in a grid pattern. I have to refresh the water in a grid pattern. It's mm, severe. Um, yeah. So I have my eye on some terracotta. They're like a... They're reproduction. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the same company that sells the old ones, but they're mm-hmm. newer. And they're like a buttery yellow ochre. They have like kind of shades of blue. They're very multi-patinaed. Um, what do you clean yours with? And are they sealed? <laughs> they are sealed. Yes. You sealed them? You I sealed, sealed them. Post. Mm-hmm. Okay. Post mm-hmm. installation. Okay. I still really love my kitchen floor. I have... For those yeah. who don't know, I have hexagon terracotta tiles and I love them. A lot of things about them. If I were to do it again, okay. I would get reproduction tiles because they're made consistently. Different depths probably. These, the tiles that I got were actually old. So some of them, I could, I mean, they can vary by three quarters of an inch and our kitchen floor is very uneven. So we were putting uneven tiles on an uneven floor, mm-hmm. which is not how tiles supposed to work. So I've had to patch. I've learned a lot about tile laying because we did it ourselves. I've learned a lot about tile laying and all that. The trickiest part about my kitchen floor is the cleaning bit. It's taken me some years to kind of figure out the best way to clean it because it's rough, mm-hmm. even sealed. It's like there's valleys and yeah, it's not like a flat floor that you could just run a mop over. So the best way to clean it is to vacuum it, use the hose, use the vacuum, go over the whole thing. And then I use a combination of like an old rag mop, you know, 
mm-hmm. to like scrub it up and slop the like water. Like a cartoon on, mop. Like a cartoon okay. mop. And then okay. I go over it with a Norwex mop. I never got into that. People, I love like, oh, my Norwex that, that, mop. Like the big wide blue one. Yeah, I love it. I, I never, I, I had one and I'm like, meh. Yeah. Yep. So I, but I, I, even, I end up being like still. Cinderella with like a scrub brush on my hands and knees. Same, same, I still do that a lot. You know, like, just yeah. because the kitchen gets, oh, gosh. gosh. Okay. This is so funny. Today I'm in the kitchen. Today was my kitchen cleaning day. Okay. And my kitchen has not been like solidly cleaned in a few weeks because of our trip and we were gone and yada, yada. So today I was like, everybody leave me alone. I am going to clean this godforsaken kitchen. There is things smelling somewhere. The garbage can needs to be scrubbed. It was so bad. So I do my cleaning thing. I'm feeling really proud of myself because I get it all done before lunchtime. And then I'm looking at my kitchen table and I'm like, gosh, that would look really spanking with a huge piece of Carrara marble on top of it, wouldn't it? Like we have like this covering, like covering just the top, just laid on top. Oh yeah. I love it. And then I'm like, you know, I wonder if this table can go sideways for filming. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause then you see my Laconche and you see the copper behind and it would anyway. So I said, Stu, just, just let me run with this. So he helps me turn the me. table around and I, mm-hmm. and all the kids are like, this is stupid. I don't like this. And Stuart just looks at him. He's like, your mom needs, she just needs to do this. And I was like, yeah. I feel so, so seen. I I'm said, so thank known. you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows in six months, it's probably going to be turned back the other way. Right. right. But listen, we talked about this a little bit last week. Like there are for me, I love to move furniture. I love to shift things around because your eye, it catches your eye in a new way and it keeps the same things exciting because yeah. light hits them different. You walk in, you see a little bit of a different vignette that's put together. I think it, I find it really exciting. And so anyway, it just was a nice, I felt so grateful for a husband who was just like, yeah, I've learned. Just let her do it. Just let her do it. Don't ask questions. Don't try mm-hmm. to understand. <laughs> Just give the horse his head. Right. <laughs> anyway, I think it looks nice. Good. I'm trying to visualize what you are saying you did. Okay. So, you know, my kitchen table, it runs, uh-huh. it's a rectangle and it runs yeah. like from my stove to the door like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I turned it this way. So you chopped the room in half. I chopped the room in half, okay. but there's still so plenty just, of room. Yeah, there's yeah. still plenty of room to walk on both sides. Last month. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, tr- I might, I just switch, switch my, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. And I just, I tell my design people in the design society all the time, like just because a room is the way it is and it, it would, it, it, that's the way it should be like, a, you know, like as far as like ASID 36 inches from this and, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It's not going to hurt anything for you to change the room for a few months, mm-hmm. four months, six months, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and once you're a homemaker for long enough, you realize none of it stays the same anyway. Mm-hmm. The needs change. The furniture changes. The house changes. Yeah. So I don't, I guess I don't like. I don't even think about it anymore. Like it's not, no one's going to, it's not going to hurt anyone. No, it's your space. Dang it. It's your space. I know. I, so I changed mine and, and like you said, the needs changed. So I, 
had found two really beautiful bar stools at my friend's shop and they were really nice, like a pale yellow sanded edges. They looked like a Walter E. Smith, like a, they were a very nice quality with the, the roping um, seats. And I have like teenagers, you know, I know you're probably going through this with your eldest where they like, they just like slide in and they're ready mm-hmm. to talk. And like, mm-hmm. they're not like a seven-year-old, like in, out, in, out, like when they are ready, they're ready. So I just felt like, okay, I need a space for this. If I'm busy in the in my little zone, then I want a space for this. So I turned my island, brought it off the countertops, and put two bar stools up. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, those bar stools are clearly too high for that counter. I'm like, I know they are. Mm-hmm. My kids don't care. Mm-hmm. And so this is what like our family needs right mm-hmm. now. It's gonna be okay. Oh yeah, that's not funny. No, but yes. So I, yes, to me, the, the, I'll share, I'll share a pic of picture of it over on Instagram. So you guys can see it, what I'm talking about, but it feels nice because it doesn't feel like the, you're looking over the table. It almost looks like now more, you're like looking over an Island. So it feels less intrusive because my kids do the same thing, especially my teenager, but she'll sit by the fireplace in the corner. So you kind of have to be able to talk across the room to her anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fun. It's good stuff. Cool. Okay. So should we do our little homemaker assignment first and then dive into questions? Yeah, let's do our shout outs. Um, So there's a new video up today on Patreon, and I am going to show you the illuminator. Is that the proper word for it? Is that what it's called? The highlighter? The highlighter. But I think it's called an illuminator. No, it's called highlighter. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm going to show you how I use it. Okay. And unlike last week's video, last week's video, I started like at my makeup desk and there was like a thunderstorm outside. I'm like, this is not working. And I actually (laughs) had to carry the camera over to my window. So I started at my window and I'm just going to show you, this is for patrons. um, And it's our, we're still in our like Patreon summer. So if you want to join even for a dollar a month to be part of the show, you can do that. But I'm just showing you how I did that on my cheeks. And nothing crazy, nothing Kardashian. Just want to lighten Lift things it up. up a little bit. Lift it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, all that being said, you can use the coupon code SUMMERBEAUTY uh, at toopsandco.com. They are the season sponsor. So, um, Shay and I both use Toops & Co. I, the other night on Instagram, I posted my little nightstand with all my skincare. And you saw those products front and center. These are all natural ingredients that you can pronounce, products that you can give your teenagers. You don't have to worry about endocrine endocrine dis- disruption. Um, and we love Tubes & Co. because they have makeup and skincare that is natural and safe and healthy for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Deodorant is my big, big hang up. I like, I want my family. I don't want anybody smearing aluminum I know. near their mammary glands. Okay. I like, know. <laughs> I was thinking recently as I was, I was using my, um, regenerative serum last night from Tubes okay. and Co. And I was thinking when I first kind of like, when I went crunchy. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't buy anything like this. You had to go to like your little local small health food store that smelled like patchouli. Ew. 
Oh, and there was Julian. What else does it smell like? It always has like curry. carob, carob, <laughs> carob curry patchouli. That's what every health food store smells like. That's what my childhood smells like. My mom would never give us real chocolate. It was always like, here's a carob chip cookie. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I just remember like trying to kind of go down this route and being like, man, if you, you got to be committed because this stuff is terrible. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't use natural stuff. I was like, no way, man. Yeah. I love, I, you know, I still wear some perfume and, and other makeup and other skincare and stuff, but I wouldn't touch anything like all natural because it just didn't hold up. Tubes and coat like that serum. Yeah. is amazing. Um, They have a new mask. Have you tried it? Mm-mm. Okay. I was going to take a picture of myself the other night and put it on social media, but I probably thought better. <laughs> It is honey. The main ingredient is honey and it's got like carrot root powder and some like it's only about seven ingredients, but it's kind of like this teal colored mask and it smells delicious. Okay. And I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's a here. resurfacing. I almost want to go grab it. If you want to. I'm going to look it up online. Is what okay, I'm gonna you do. talk. I'm going to see if I can find it. Well, no, because I'm looking it up. online. <laughs> no, she went. Um, okay. Hold on folks. Hold on. I'm trying to find it so I can look at the ingredients. Um, in the meanwhile, you can shop some of their it's best the sellers because it's sticky. So I did it in the bathroom, <laughs> which include liquid foundation, mineral makeup, face primers, lipsticks, mascaras, eyeliners, blush, lip gloss, concealer, all the beautiful things. So I'm going to look that mask up, Angela. I can line it and see that. It felt really good. It felt really good. It didn't do that whole like hard crispy thing where you're like, yeah, when you yeah. get done with it. Um, yeah, it's just like a resurfacing. Okay. It was delicious. I'm into it. Okay. So tubes like soup, toopsandco.com, coupon code summer beauty. Remember, all these links are posted over on our Instagram account. So if you forget the coupon code or you don't want to bother with finding the link, just go to our Instagram page and they are posted there. Emily, thank you for sponsoring Homemaker Chic Podcast. Um, it's important to note, guys, when you shop through our sponsors, it really does keep us on the air because we've shared this before. And as much as I love Angela and my husband knows I love Angela, we would right. not carve out two hours for her and I'd have a Zoom call. <laughs> No way. Or, or ask Amelie to do three hours of posting to Instagram exactly. and doing exactly. the Patreon or Stuart, Stuart, Stuart doing, doing editing. hours of editing no for every episode. There's a whole lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And so when you support our sponsors, our sponsors in turn can support us so that we can continue doing this work. So it, every sale through our sponsors really matters. And so thank you to so many of you who have supported them for all these years and those who continue to, um, we're, we're super grateful. Yeah. We don't, we don't really say that enough, but we don't, like every, do we? every sheet and towel from American blossom, every bottle of wine, whether it's for cooking or enjoying mm-hmm. with a, your dinner from, from dry farm, it does, it does matter. Okay. So speaking of American blossom, the coupon code is homemaker chic 20 for 20% off your sheets and towels and luxury linens for your house. I know what's happening. People are sending people away to school. We're all getting in sort of this like nesting vibe for fall. So if you need some fresh linens, American made, American grown cotton, 
Um, mm-hmm. We invite you to visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off, which is sweet. There you go. Okay. Okay. Market. Click. Click. Here we go with our little homemaker assignment for the week. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela, I'm going to, maybe we should paraphrase these and put them in the show notes so people can know where they are. Paraphrasing what? Just what like a sentence of paraphrasing of the, of the assignment. Oh, the assignment. The yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So here was the assignment last week. Number one, reinvent your kitchen. The kitchen is the heart of the home and a well-planned space will streamline food prep, cooking, baking, and cleaning all while maximizing time and efficiency. Before you start pulling everything out of the cabinets and drawers, begin by writing out a plan. Consider how many cabinets and drawers you have, what needs organizing, what areas are used for which tasks, how many gadgets, small appliances, and dishes you can purge, and how much space will result. Write out your ideas and get a detailed plan on paper. Once you've got your guideline, it's time to get started. So I don't know if anybody else found it really difficult this week, but I found it very hard to not rip everything out of the cabinets and the counters. Oh um, I just want to show you this. Amy B. Kisner. I don't know if okay. you know this name on your feed. She's um, She follows Persian Farm Girl. I know her. I love her. She's a doll. Um, she just posted to her story and she said, I am ready. She bought the book and tagged us. Oh, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Love that. Maybe we can convince Tony to come on the podcast after all. We're going to get a whole new bowl full of lemons crowd going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So if you made a kitchen plan, share it over on Instagram. We didn't say that last week, but I would love to still see what it is. You did. I did make a kitchen plan. Okay. No. And it's really You small. made a kitchen plan? Look, it's just a little something. It's okay. not much. Okay. This can't be overwhelming because this is a marathon. Um, My number one. So basically my idea was as you're moving through the kitchen to write down things that aren't working. Like where do you kind of feel those tension points? So when you try to pull the drawer out and the scissors get stuck and there's like band-aids in the top drawer, you're like, all right, all right, all right. This or band-aid wrappers. Working. In my house, it's just band-aid wrappers. We don't use band-aids. We just keep the wrappers. Yeah. So there you go. So I obviously, because I film in my kitchen multiple times per week and do the workshops and do the cooking community. There, I, I give a lot of thoughts in my kitchen. So it's in pretty good shape overall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good about it. I'm obviously. really pretty good about it. I also don't have any cabinets. So it's really easy to like <laughs> to keep those fairly organized. Yeah. But here are a few things that I wrote down that aren't working in my kitchen currently. Maybe okay. some of these resonate with you. Um, I fixed this first one today, but we had not one cup in the entire kitchen. Not one cup because they'd all been broken. I ordered some new cups today, so I'm actually going to scratch that off the list. Okay. But I was just desperate. I was like, just get cups. Okay. Uh, The only reason I have cups is because, you know, my friend's wedding that I did this summer, Uh we did did the big, tall, like the sexy, tall, skinny quart Mm -hmm. ball jars. They gave them all to me. That's the only, yeah. That's the only reason I have cups. I was like, I love you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep. A few things that aren't working. Um, I knew new fabric for my curtains. I typically change mine out seasonally. They get pretty 
grimy just between Mm -hmm. the flies and the food and the kids. I saw Owen using my sink skirt as a hand towel the other day. So I usually try to bring in, I just buy loose fabric and clip it up. It's nothing fancy or expensive. My drawers are a total mess. I'll just be honest about that under my sink. Pretty gnarly as well. Could use a nice fresh coat of paint and quite a bit of organizing. Mm -hmm. You know, the under the sink caddies where you like, they have the handle that you lift them out. I think those actually aren't a good idea. I think I need, you need stackable tubs labeled, light bulbs, fly paper, (laughs) sponges, anything. My under my sink is like a swamp. I don't want anything under my sink. It's nasty. Well, hi, Junior. Sometimes my sink overflows and then it does turn into a swamp. So well, I have the copper, my sink is right there is in the kitchen is the copper sink, mm-hmm. which we just use for like coffee mugs. And we do the dishes in the cast iron around the corner, but um, it is old. I mean, it's old and it's so the seams are cocked, mm-hmm. but one leaks. And so I just keep a big tub under it and mm-hmm. it's moldy and gross. Okay. You might need to deal with that. That is not a me department. (laughs) Add that to your kitchen plan. (laughs) I'm sure we're not alone here with our nasty under the sinks. No way. Yeah. Yeah. My needs, like, I think like a nice water sealant paint would be helpful. Something white, you know. An exorcism. And it may be an exorcism. Mm -hmm. Firewood storage is another sticking point for me in my kitchen because we do have a wood burning stove, which Mm -hmm. I gaga over. I dreamed of having a wood fire stove and now I have three of them and you six have, months out of the year fireplace. You know, I have, I'm sorry. I have two fireplaces, fireplaces. Okay, I was and like, a wood wait, burning what? stove. Okay. Yes. Wood yeah. burning stove in my kitchen. So where do you, do you just bring it in and stack it by the back by mm-hmm. the door? Okay. Yeah. Is that bad? But I, it gets wet or well, it's, it's not actually fully covered. Or, and so yeah, okay. I would like just one of those, you know, have you ever seen like the Swedish they're just kind of like tall, skinny little firewood stack things. There's nothing complicated about it. It's just like a bottom with four rods on the side. So it just gives you something to stack against. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That gets really messy once it's firewood season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this might seem so so silly, but like my ceiling really bothers me in there because it's dirty. <laughs> It needs to be painted. I painted it eight years ago. No, it does. No, mine has like yeah. explosions from the Cuisinart. And, yeah. And it just gets uh, gross. I don't know what your, I don't remember what yours was when you moved in, but mine was cedar. And so mm-hmm. the tannins are leaking mm-hmm. through the paint and they, mm-hmm. it's yellowed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So nothing crazy, very doable. It just takes pointed effort, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Um. And so my kitchen plan is to account for some of those difficulties, those nasty spots. Okay. Okay. So that was our assignment for last week. We've made a little bit of a plan going forward. Here's your assignment this week. You're going to divide your kitchen into zones. Angela was talking about this briefly last week. So I'm just going to read this and then we can chat about it fast. Yeah. Okay. The kitchen functions at its best when it's set up into zones. There are five main zones, cooking, preparation, cleaning, storage, and food. Everything in your kitchen should fit into one of these five categories. If you have an item that doesn't fit, it may not belong in your kitchen. I might push back a little bit on that because 
I'm no minimalist, but but like I know mind. Like just like what world my fire would be. Yeah. But that's that's a zone. That's a heat. Firewood zone. zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Number one, cooking. Your cooking space should include spices, oils, vinegars, including utensils, pots, pans, pot holders, trivets, yada, yada. Your cooking zone. Number two, your cleaning zone. All things related to cleaning your kitchen should be in this zone, which is typically centered around the dishwasher, kitchen sink. That's what we're talking about under the sink. (laughs) Yikes. Three, preparation. Everything needed to prep a meal goes into the preparation zone, including mixing bowls, knives, cutting boards, kitchen gadgets, blender, and such. Number four, storage. Items in the storage zone include food containers, silverware, dishes, glasses, small appliances. And lastly is food. The pantry is considered the food zone. If you don't have a pantry, designate a few cupboards or a standing cabinet in which to store food items. Okay, my zones are a little bit different. Mine are too. But I, that's okay. Yeah. What Describe. Enough. Okay, so... I have the kitchen, but because it's unfitted and I don't like white noise, you know, my cooler is far away from my kitchen. You have to, so I have my kitchen and then the boot room is attached to the kitchen. The kitchen has like the fancy slash fussy slash antique copper sink, which we try not to beat the tar out of because we want it to last and it's old. And just steps away in the boot room is this beast of a cast iron sink. And that's where we just like, like throw everything and stack dishes. We don't have a dishwasher. So the cleaning products are in a wine crate on a caddy, a library cart right next to the cast iron. That's where the Berkey is. And that's where the cleaning products are. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's where like you take all the funky monkey stuff. Like after dinner, we take dishes to the boot room, which is just. It's just off the kitchen. It's no big deal. You want to call it like a butler's kitchen or something like that. Like I know a lot of houses have like a secondary space. Ours is a secondary space. It's just not super fancy. A lot of times the secondary space is legit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in a little tiny hallway just off the kitchen is this closet that used to have the water heater, which we moved to the basement. And that's where I keep all the cast iron and I have another library cart with the KitchenAid mixer on it, the, um, like the, oh my gosh, the panier, what are they called? The bread baskets mm-hmm. and, and things like that are all mm-hmm. in there. All the, like, I, on the one shelf, I have like tin foil, saran wrap, uh, par- parchment paper, everything, the crocs are in there. Everything's in there. Um, so we call it, and then in the boot room, I also have the, uh, an old Hoosier cabinet that was my grandma's and we call it the baking cabinet. So that's where all the tart pans and the birthday cake pans and the food scale. So we do have, we have zones for sure. They're just different zones. Mm-hmm. And under the island, which is just an old garage workbench in the kitchen with marble on top is our two lazy Susans. One is spices and one is like leaveners, you know, your baking soda, um, What's the other one that tastes really gross? Can't think. All I can think of is the word cardamom. That's not it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're thinking of. Yeah, you do. You do. I just can't think of it. There's like three white powders, baking soda, baking Corn powder, starch. and no, there's another gross one. Whatever. It doesn't matter. 
That's where <laughs> I have two uh, lazy Susans. Okay. And that's where my like Pyrex measuring cups are. So that's sort of like, yeah, when I'm going to, when I'm going to bake, I just reach down there and that's where like the dough scraper is and the measuring cups and everything. So it's sort of, it's kind of like situated, like according to task. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. For us. Mm-hmm. What I think that's the important point is like, let's not remember, let's remember <laughs> this mm-hmm. is your kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if you bake bread, cream of tartar, cream of tartar, cream of tartar. <laughs> <laughs> she got there in the I end. Got it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you bake bread three times a week, you're going to maybe set, set up your kitchen a little bit differently, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the main point of these first two assignments is to sort of take a step back and actually put some thought into executing. How do I use my kitchen? Exactly. How would I like it? And and I think it's actually good. We're only doing one of these per week because what I would suggest homemakers is to take a pad, a paper and a pencil in your kitchen with you. And when you notice things, write it down, write it down. Like, Ooh, this stack, this stack of bowls. I got to like take this big stack of bowls out and like ruffle through them and find the one I need to use the most and then put it back. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of clanky and heavy. I don't think I really like that. Those yeah. sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I did, I did this last year and it made a big difference. So we have the, we have this, this walk-in cooler. It's homemade. It's DIY. You can Google them. Um, but I took a big, uh, like a busboy tub mm-hmm. and I took one day, I was purging all my drawers in the kitchen and the shelves and whatever. And I took out everything that I didn't use all the time. I'm like, I don't care if I use this once a year, this whatever, if it's like the sausage grinder attachments for my KitchenAid mm-hmm. or the the like the kids make popsicles in the summer, those little like Tupperware containers. I use those only in the summer. I just put everything. I was pretty overwhelmed at the time. So I just put everything in one tub. That only like a big gets plastic used, tub. Yep, a few times a year, and I just slid it under the shelves in my cooler. Yeah, and so now, even if we're in the kitchen, I'm like, "Hey, where's that? Whatever, it's in the random tub because I don't need mm-hmm. it in circulation. I don't yes. want it in my space. I don't want to rummage through it when I'm trying to find a glass container to put leftovers in. Yeah, it's useful, but it's not that useful. I need it out of my like everyday." activities because that overwhelms me when I'm rummaging. I don't want to, if there's one place I don't want to rummage, it's my closet and my kitchen. Yep. Yeah. I need efficiency. I want to reach for an outfit. I want to reach to make a meal. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So take some time, take some time really thinking about this so that it, it's not just like, Oh, mom went crazy, purged the kitchen and it's clean for three days. No. Really put some thought into what would actually be helpful. Yeah. And what it's okay to just helpful. like remove things. Mm-hmm. The year before that, I love to bake and I, I'm a nerd. I nerd out at birthdays. I'm like, you don't need the Lightning McQueen and Tinkerbell cake pans in your cupboard. Mm-hmm. Those get used. <laughs> when mm-hmm. put them in the basement in a tub that's marked specialty Wilton cake pans. Mm-hmm. You know what I did today? It's okay to own them. I like that kind of stuff, but I don't need them in circulation. Right. So I did that a few years ago, like got those out. Today I was at the grocery store and I got, (laughs) sounds so stupid. I got like a glass, horrible craft 
with a lid that closes and opens for milk. That's Just, aesthetically pleasing, though. It's well, not and only that, my kids can the pour kids. their own milk because you use the Azure jars otherwise, and they're like, Whoa, yeah, I hope you get it right, which I've gotten really good at because that's what I've been using for over 10 years now. But my I kids can't it. pour their yeah. own milk, mm-hmm. it, especially if it's a full gallon. Yeah, no way. And I'm like, I know this is going to mean I got to take this down, fill it up with milk more often than I do a gallon. It's about three quarters of a gallon, half gallon. Yeah. So what? Mm-hmm. It also takes up less space. So fun stuff, homemakers, to think about there. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. If you're interested in preserving food, Homemaker Chic listeners go big with a Harvest Right home freeze dryer. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years and will maintain taste, color, and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried foods cost a third of the store-bought version, which means that your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer, get it set up, and have it ready for the rest of summer and autumn bounty, whether you're getting that from the gardens or the markets. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve food when it's on sale at the store, prepare whole meals for something like camping or hiking, or just make sure that none of the food that you have in your house goes to waste. Whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market. This will soon become an invaluable member of your preserving kitchen. So you can visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker, or just click the link in the show notes or over on Instagram to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens, and you can too by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off. Um, last, last year, I also got big glass, like two-gallon canisters with lids. And I was like, I'm so tired of going out to the cooler because our cooler is like 20 feet away every night. If I'm going to make oatmeal bake or something during the homeschool year, going out to the cooler and getting the steel cutouts or whatever and bring them. So I put, um, I have my einkorn in the Hoosier cabinet. So I actually use my flour drawer in the Hoosier cabinet. Um, But then I put like regular bread flour in a big two gallon container with lid Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the steel cut oats under the island. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm Mm -hmm. not having to walk away to do this mm-hmm. um of course the lids broke i need to replace those but yeah can't have it all you can't have it all and it yeah. is really sometimes sometimes you really i just think in the kitchen you've set yourself up for like self-inflicted punishment yeah. 
And if you just make a little tweak, little nuance, it makes mm-hmm. such a big difference. And I know what a lot of people do is they move in and they put things in the cupboards because that's your first moment of sanity when you're in a newer home, a new home. And you never get around to swapping it out to really make it work to your traffic flow yep. and your your lifestyle. And so it is important to to kind of circle back around and make it work. Like what, which way do you traverse across the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Are you walking 10 feet to get a wooden spoon every time you need to maybe take the crock over by the stove, you know, just little stupid things like that really make yeah. a big difference. And it's refreshing. And that's what we always talk so about good. on the show. Like as a homemaker, how can you keep it? We're in it for the long haul, like you said a while ago. So how do you yeah. keep it fresh? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going away y'all. We got to, we got to find a way to make it feel good. Um, I am still really struggling. I don't know if anybody else as they were coming up with their kitchen plan struggled with this, but I am struggling with what to do. I have this really wonderful, tall, open cabinet that we discovered when we knocked out some sheetrock and it has four shelves. It's so tall that I have to pull a stool over to get to the top shelf. The very top shelf is where I keep my tart pans and cake things and like the stuff I don't use very often. Right. Mm -hmm. The next two shelves are jars of rolled oats and sugar and dried fruits and spices and grits and all these kinds of things. Um, But what happens with open shelving? And I always like think about this when people rip out cupboards to put in open shelving because I've done it. I know a lot of people have done it, but dang it, if you don't have to keep those shelves looking good, like they get cluttered. So do you know how much time I spent wiping off the top of my cookbooks the other day? (laughs) It's tough. And I, I'm not happy with this area of my kitchen and I don't know what to do with it. They're deep. The storage is amazing, but I'm like, I I understand that it's beautiful to have a little lay parfait jar of, you know, figs or whatever, but is that actually helping? Like what would actually be helpful here? And what would actually allow you to spend less time rummaging around? You're pushing huge jars out of the way, trying to find the one you need. It's not ideal. I don't know what to do with it. If anyone has any grand ideas. What about what about Lazy Susans? Well, I wrote down <laughs> I Lazy love them. Susans I for my love them. I get them at TJ Maxx, like big honkers. You yeah. get big ones. But that on. wouldn't work. I mean, I've got like half gallon lay parfait jars where I keep my oats and grits because I don't want to fill up a mason jar Why wouldn't every that work? week. You know what? It would. <laughs> Mine is, I of, have one under my I was thinking of like two like, tiered lazy Susans. No, 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 no. no, no. I mean like big, like, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, Angela. do style them okay. for like huge okay. round tables. People put them in the middle of their table and they have like napkins, forks, carafe. And you, you can know. get pretty marble lazy Susans. Oh, you can get beautiful Carrera marble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, so I could do that with my whole jar and just have like two of them. I have my. Yeah. Yeah. My cream of tartar under my island, all that kind of stuff is on, they're in big jars and I just have this huge lazy Susan. Yeah. Cause otherwise I got to get up there and I'm like literally pushing aside these, you know, five pound jars of whatever to get to the back. Yeah. And that is the bugger. Like, okay. I know people like you and I are like 
in some ways we are gluttons for punishment. I know. We're not just content with the, like the little I know. spice rack. We want I all know. the pretty jars and we want to see the stupid herbs so we can be inspired for dinner time. And that comes with a price, you yep. know, so you, you do have to make sure that it's efficient and yep. yeah, that's true. Okay. Thank you. That helps me to solve that. Cause that was a friction point. Uh, most certainly for me. And then I love the idea. I have a root cellar. I'm, I'm blessed. Look, I'm unapologetically blessed by this wonderful space underneath my kitchen. It's the same foot as my kitchen footprint, but underneath dirt floor. Okay. It's where I keep a lot. I basically have two kitchens underneath is all my food storage. That's how Bulk I feel. Spices, I'm like, like, I know my kitchen looks kind of cool, but like, you don't understand, like it smears into the boot room and it smears. Into my kitchen the is everything. Yeah. Um, but I do have things down there like meat grinders and juicers and like cherry pitters and stuff that, and I'm running out of space. You guys, I run a cooking community. I cook for a living, like a loving. I do this for a loving. I do this for a loving. Like I got a lot of right. food and a lot of stuff. I love the idea of tubbing up some of that stuff. And frankly, I would just store mine in the barn. I walk up there seven times a day, like once a year to get the sausage grinder is not oh, going to kill I, well, me. Yeah, that's what I did. I'm like, you know what, Ange? You don't use the here? sauce maker under your counter. Well, that's I the thing. Have I've been ru- looking at this. Like, I can't even clean mm-hmm. my root cellar because I'm like, what am I going to do? How do I make it better? And I didn't think Tubs about that my until love you language, said it. Man. So helpful. I have this thing, you guys, I am a nerd. And I think you came to my, like the first time we met, like I was like at the rental farm and I had Mm -hmm. my silverware, like in a basket on the table or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm so doing that. But Mm -hmm. I have this nerd thing about delineation tubs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They're my love language. Like, do you know what one of my love languages is? Speaking mm -hmm. of tubs, once you get it. Oh my gosh. I know, but Costco never has the refills. The label maker is what I'm holding up. You're hot, man. I label maker everything. Not in my kitchen because I don't find that aesthetically pleasing, but like I just did my office and it's labeled batteries and film. I see it behind you. I see it. Receipts, stationery, hard drives, blah, blah, blah. Tubs, cleaning supplies. Uh, what is it about a box labeled batteries? Uh, it's like, it makes <laughs> me hot. You know what else makes me hot? Dry farm wines. Okay. <laughs> All right. I want to, I just, I wanted to share this with you. We started this the other day and the bubblies, they don't last that long. And I poured a glass for the show. This is a Raymond de, I don't know, Jura. I don't, you see that J at the beginning and you want to drop the, drop the J like Spanish. Um, I've never had this before. So if this is, I want to tell you, if you're ordering bubbly from Dry Farm and you want to try something that's really, this is a quiet bottle. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have a lot of taste. It's not going to remind you of this or remind you of that. This is, I'm going to call this a quiet bubbly. It's 100% Chardonnay. And um, is it, it's, um, it's French. It's French, yeah. It's a soil. the The soil is clay and limestone, and it's it's mineral. So it says mineral, toasty, and balanced, which it is. I just found this bottle, like not in your face at yeah. all. Yeah, this is a quiet wine. This one is not a quiet wine. Oh, 
This that is a label. chilled white. I knew that you would like this. That's why I brought it up. Is it German? It's what is it? Austrian. The so so the German and the Austrian whites they have like the the bottle shape is so and they're strong. Yeah, they're strong flavored. This, this is, is a powerful white, but not and sweet. I don't dry not farms sweet. usually doesn't dry do farms a sweet doesn't white. Do sweet. Okay. Okay. So, uh, dry. What's farm the grape wines, on that one? That's what I was just looking at. I can't really tell. Normally, it, they have the dry farms kind of information on the back. Yeah, mine's a little different this month too. The label. Okay, so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Oh, six. Oh wait, sorry. Never mind. Carry on. Forward slash homemaker chic. And with your first order, you're going to get a bottle for a penny. These are the, um, these are natural wines. So I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're running to Meyer or the pig, those are Shanae's uh, local <laughs> grocery stores. Okay. If you're like just shopping, I don't know, winking owl at Aldi, that stuff is just loaded with things you don't want to consume. I know you, and I know you're trying to eat healthy and you're trying to eliminate additives and things that don't need to be in your food. Well, originally wine was just made with the yeast from the fruit and a spontaneous fermentation. There was no sugar added. There were no colorful dyes to make it extra purple and extra rich looking in your glass. And that is what Dry Farm is bringing us. And they're partnering with small family farms all across the world from Australia to Austria and they're bringing us wine that is made with a spontaneous fer fermentation and no GMO yeast and no nothing funky monkey. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you're like a regular wine drinker like I was, it might take you a week or two to adapt to Dry Farm. And once you do, you're never going mm -hmm. back. They're beautiful. <laughs> and I don't want to use the word light because that's what like kind of like spooked me at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but no, I like a big, bad Bordeaux. That's what everybody knows about Ange. She likes a big, bad, masculine Bordeaux. But there's a difference between that and grandpa's cough syrup. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Dry Farm is going to introduce you to. So if I could just encourage you, if you never have, just try three reds. If red is your, ba your bag, if white's your thing, try three whites, try a yep. bubbly, and you're going to get an extra bottle for a penny when you visit using our link, which is dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker shake. And you can find that on our Instagram profile as well. Easy peasy. I have to tell you this funny story and I will never admit this in person. Just you confront just me to, about it. Just to 20,000 people a week. No big deal. I shared with you about a local tasting room I went to recently locally that was so bad. <laughs> I was literally looking around the tasting room for somewhere I could dump this wine. Okay. No way. Needed yeah. like a little brass platoon in the corner. I went, yeah. I went back to this winery because Stu was playing music there. So I went back to this tasting Gosh, room. I hope now I was into the show. I know. Good I was Lord. prepared because the wine was so bad. So I took my Yeti and it, I put my dry farm wines in it. <laughs> and I was sipping my wine out of a Yeti. And I ran into somebody who listens to the show. And she's a friend of mine from our homeschool co-op. And she said, are you drinking dry farms out of here oh yet? My gosh. <laughs> Awkward. And I said, yes, we Shh. When we say it's going to change your palate, you guys, it's really going to change your palate. 
We're it not doesn't... implying that you need a palate change. We're just saying like, maybe you don't know what you're missing. And I, I'm not kidding. I'm not talking like about like your stellar French wines. I, I'm talking about like grocery store wine and even yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. imported wine. Some of the French ones I get, like if I'm at a friend's house, I'm like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes I do wonder like if they're adapted to an American palate, you know, mm-hmm. like this is really mm-hmm. – because I don't feel like that when I'm in France. Yeah. I think they're different. Um, we had dinner with some friends a while ago who are from here but moved to Virginia. Yeah. And what he loved about Washington wines, I live in a huge wine growing region. What he loved, I hated. <laughs> and he's I like, I like, like the, um, they punch you in the mouth. I'm like, I'm not trying to be punched in the mouth. I'm trying to have dinner. I'm trying to have a shrimp risotto. (laughs) (laughs) See where I live, and it's award. They're award winning, but I live in the um. What's the scene from Schitt's Creek where she's like, "And if you love fruit wines as much as I do, (laughs) that's where I live. I live in like pear, pear wine, apple wine, Uh, cherry wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit. I mean, we have grape. We have grape. It's. I mean, you go to these wineries, and there's like awards everywhere, but it's just not really my. Yeah, those don't really mean anything to me. No offense to my Washingtonians, but like right. we're not having the same conversation is what you ultimately realize. Our metrics, the definition of our terms is different. Which matters significantly in any conversation. Which matters sick in those who define the terms rule the conversation. So, yeah. Anyway, there you go. You got your homemaker assignment. You got your dry farm wines. I promised more time would be devoted to questions this week. Hello. I got a little chatty. Got a little chatty last week. Um. Okay. I, I do want to say this. Krista. Krista, Krista. Oval. Uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, because I am going to meet you next year when you come to Paris with me. Um, ah. She is coming to Paris with me, her and some friends, which is very exciting. There's one spot left for the October trip and four spots left for April, just saying. Um, but Krista wants to know if we're ever going to go back to referencing Ultra Feminine Friday. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Krista. Hello. Krista. Okay, so. I, I genuinely haven't thought about this. I know sometimes when people bring things up to me on like from social media, I'm like, you know, because as a content creator, whether it's on Parisian Farm Girl or Elliot Homestead or Homish, Whoa. you know, you're like, keep it, you want to keep like a baseline, but you also have to keep it moving, you know, and you, you simply forget. And so, oh my ultra, gosh, that was huge. Ultra Feminine Friday was huge. So, for those of you that are new, oh and I know gosh. at this point, there's like thousands that have not ever heard about Ultra oh Feminine God. Friday. This is something we started on the Homemaker Chic podcast uh, Instagram feed. And we subsequently, and then we would like also share on our own feed. So Shay's is Shay Elliott and mine is Parisian Farm Girl on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday. And we just encouraged you on Friday, whether you were going to work or you were going to go out and milk the cow or homeschool the kids or do what have you, that this is where you just 
you did that extra thing that made you feel feminine. So for everybody, it was different. For some people, it was putting on their diamond studs. For other people, it was wearing a skirt that day because they don't, they would normally wear khakis to work. For other people, it was like getting out the apron they, they save for special occasions. And we just tagged it ultra feminine Friday and just like encouraged you mm-hmm. to lean in to whatever made you feel pretty. And I think we should go back to that. Yes. Let's please do that. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. I feel like such a So we're getting organized and we're feminine. (laughs) Like it matters. It it, I know it matters to people because they email us and they message us on Instagram. I know it matters. Oh yeah, that was big. We would always we were always sharing sharing people's stories. Yeah, Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I love it. Shoot. Thanks for reminding. Thank you, reminder. Yeah. I okay. Think that's really great. Great. Um, is there anything? So going, so I know we're going into the school year, we're going into yep. like a season of more routine and we're yep. like kind of connecting, <laughs> like girding more. Um, and I know a lot of that is like others focused. You're focusing on the food storage. You're focusing on the children and the homeschool. You're focusing on like husband or thinking about Christmas gifts. You know, is there anything you're doing Mm-hmm. for Shay to make you feel or like, like, oh my gosh, I've just let myself go in this area this summer. Or like, is there anything you're doing in the, in the spirit of ultra feminine Friday coming well, into this? Season? Now that you think about it, I was just telling Angela actually yesterday on text message that I've kind of entered this like trouser season of my life. If you remember back, I would decided I was only going to wear linen and dress like I was from Outlander and then that sort of melded into, I went through a a time where I was only wearing skirts and dresses. It's just what I felt really good in. Mm -hmm. And you know, that style of trouser now where it's very high-waisted and loose, so they're not tight. They're just kind of like flowy trousers, almost not like so flowy. They could be like a maxi skirt, but do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen my blue ones that I wore? In a few YouTube no. videos. No. Okay. Um, they're high-waisted. Like they're Catherine loose fitting. They're no, they're loose at the bottom. No, hers are wide leg. Like a like a yeah, like a wide leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wide leg, high-waisted trousers. Just Google like Catherine Hepburn trousers. I'll show you so a picture like of a point it. of reference for the okay. audience. Okay. I love her. Okay. Okay. I like the, I got a pair when I was in Sicily and it was a pair that this sweet lady had. And I, I was like, I will never wear pants like this, but she's like, just try them on. And I put them on and I was like, I love this. I love this. Okay. Kind of like this, but maybe not quite this loose. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that would be her. Catherine okay. Hepburn is going to be a good So patrons, you can people. see what I'm holding up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I have gotten a few pairs of trousers like this. Um, one of them is just kind of this dark blue linen. One of them is kind of like a denim material, but I am in love with these trousers. And what I love about them is you can put very casual, a tank top on, tuck it in, You can put a blouse on, tuck it in. You can put a sweater on. There's Mm -hmm. so many versatile ways you can wear them. They're so comfortable. You can tuck a sweater in. You can. You can. Sorry. You can. I mean, when you're, 
I am a homemaker and I am a homesteader and I am a homeschooling mom. Like I got to be able to function in my clothes. And I see all these beautiful clothes and I want to wear them so bad, but realistically, it's not my life. And so what I love about these pants is they give me a waist. They make me feel stylish. I think they make my butt look pretty good. They, because they, um, sit up high on your waist, right? They accentuate the good bits. Your legs Mm -hmm. look long. Mm -hmm. You can wear any top in your thing you have with them. Anyway, I've just been, I love them. And so I would like to buy a few new pairs of those, but that's what I'm doing. I've been really steady. And if y'all have been listening to podcasts since the very beginning, I feel really proud about this. Like I'm still working out. I'm still doing it. And I did it all through the summer. I just try to tell myself, just be steady. That's all you have to do. Just don't let yourself swerve into the ditch. Oh, I got to work out six times a week. Now I'm not going to work out at all. Just stay steady. Two or three times a week of weightlifting, you're going to be fine. And that's what I've been doing. So right now, what's making me feel really feminine is making sure I do my hair. So making sure I wash it (laughs) enough. And I have been dressing. What are you implying? I have been dressing every day. I have been getting dressed primarily in a blouse and trousers or skinny jeans every day. Okay. So when you talk about, because I we do have a lot of people that live on farms. Yeah. I mean, I typically wear a certain style of clothing until like 10 or 1030. And then I will transition. Okay. So do you change? Mm-mm. I go out, milk the cow in farm clothes and in the morning, do, you, do the farm like, chores. What do you wear? Like I'm wearing some nasty business. Yeah. I wore old farm. ratty Levi's and like old sweated out <laughs> sweatshirt yeah. right now because the season. Yeah. It, it, I wear nasty old clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, you come in and like clean, I wash your hands, kind of clean up, clean the bovine I, off the forearms. I get fully and... dressed. Yeah. Before I make dinner, I put my makeup on. I do my hair. Breakfast. Like before you make breakfast. Before I make breakfast, I put my shoes on, lace them up, put my apron on. Like I am in full homemaker garb, ready to go. Because our day is like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. And I know myself well enough to know that if I'm not dressed, I will not do my best. My attitude will be stinky. Like I need to brush my teeth put on my lipstick, put my earrings in. Mm -hmm. We did a whole season on this. It is my uniform and it really, really affects how I go about my day, how I treat people, how professional I feel, how Mm -hmm. I feel like I can accomplish things. So that's kind of my routine. I would go so far as to challenge anybody listening who feels like they're in a wardrobe funk, especially, I don't want to like, uh, segregate homemakers but if you are at home it is so easy to stay in your husband's sweatshirt and crotched out yoga pants like just pick like you would like you're going to catholic school right just pick a uniform get a pair of jeans that make you feel great mm-hmm. go to the mall this weekend or old navy or wherever you got to go and get two pair not one get two <laughs> that make you feel great Get a white blouse and go to Williams Sonoma, go to TJ Maxx, go somewhere and get a an apron. Apron. And wear it. Just that's your uniform. I just challenge you to try that for two to three weeks. 
This is my uniform. Put on some little cheapy pearl studs from the Target checkout lane. And your red lips Mm -hmm. and your uniform and your white blouse and your jeans, even this fits with tennis shoes. And just see what happens. See how you approach the day when the UPS man comes to the door, when you have to drop everything and run to the post office. Like, just see. It's... It, it's not always about like putting something new together, some new ensemble. It's about like yep. consistency. consistency. Like, it's like a girding of the loins. I find like the homemaker uniform, air quotes, it's like a girding, like yep. one less thing to think about. No insecurity, whether your hair is greasy and you're using Toops and Company dry shampoo <laughs> and you're knotting it up in a French twist or a messy bun. Put your My mom always said, put on your earrings and lipstick. Yep. And if you don't like what you have on, put on a trench coat and no one will know the difference. Like, mm-hmm. so just think about like those staples. It's not about, it's better, not more. It's not always about having more. It's about like, just pull it in, dial it in real tight. If you have to, two white blouses, two pairs of jeans, two aprons and a sturdy pair of tennis shoes yep. to do your job. Psh. Yep. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Homemaker Chic listeners, have you made your 2024 travel plans yet? Why not join me, Angela, in Paris for five nights and six days in either April or October of next year for the elegant ladies trip of a lifetime. I'll be taking you to my favorite restaurants, patisseries, three different Parisian flea markets, a glamorous riverboat cruise, of course, the must-have photo shoot in front of the Eiffel Tower and more. So grab your mom, your sister, your best friend, or come by yourself and make new friends. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela to reserve your place. Spots are very limited with only eight guests. Let me show you around my most favorite city on earth. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela or simply click that red circle marked Paris over on our Instagram profile. Hey friends, Shay here. If the food coming out of your kitchen is a little lackluster, and if you've been feeling like you need some instruction, direction, or inspiration in the kitchen, I wanna personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. Here's the thing, we have to cook multiple times a day, whether it's for us or for a household, we have to be economical, smart, and intentional with what we put on our tables. Since 2018, I've encouraged women in their kitchens with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. Basically, I'm here to help you see that the food that we enjoy matters, and I'm here to help you actually cook it. So here's how it works. As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh recipes each month created from my kitchen and delivered straight to you. You'll also get an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. On top of that, we meet once a month for a live Q&A where you can ask questions of me or other home cooks live in community and be inspired to kind of keep going on that good work in your kitchen. Lastly, our online community is thriving and there's loads of conversation and sharing going on there all the time. So you can participate there as much or as little as you'd like for further direction and inspiration. Each month, you'll get to enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership that works best for you. And let's get cooking. Well, and I think that's an important point to like flesh out a little bit is like, 
Yeah. It doesn't necessarily, when we say getting ready, there might be moms of little kids who are thinking, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. The reality is it doesn't have to be that complicated. So for example, there's no more effort in putting a white blouse on than your husband's sweatshirt. Right. Or, or even like doing your hair. Like I got out of the shower yesterday and I had to do something straight away. I didn't have time to do the full thing. And so I washed it. I dried the roots just a little bit pulled it back into a nice tight ponytail, braided the ponytail. Mm-hmm. And it looked like I had done my hair. I mean, yeah, everybody's I hair is different. I know hair is a touchy subject. Like yeah, everybody's but it took, is different. But I know like, it took me 30 seconds to do yeah. it. It was totally fine. And same with makeup. If your makeup is taking you a long time to do, get a new makeup routine, get better makeup, <laughs> whatever you need to do. Like it shouldn't take you. I think, you know, the homemaker slap it on in five minutes, minimal, like just if that makes you you feel good. I think I, but I also think too, like, look, I'm a huge advocate for makeup and looking nice, but I wear my hair in a knot. Like I haven't washed my hair in a long time. I wear my hair in a knot a lot, especially because I get my hair cut far away. It grows really fast and it's thick and it's very unmanageable. Um, But I think a lot of times as homemakers with anything, whether it's like, oh, I'm behind on laundry. We need like a time reality check. So get an egg timer. How long does it really take you to do your makeup? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to put on mascara and blush and some lip gloss in the morning, do you really not have time to do that with a toddler and a six-month-old? Mm-hmm. Set the timer. Like it's, set your iPhone. How long does it actually take you to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did my makeup before I went to the hospital when I was having my kids. Oh, like, heck yeah. And I even like this. got waterproof mascara. I was like, I was I'm like, not oh, going yeah. down like that. Come on, come on, <laughs> bring it. I got some pride. And and you I know, know that, and, but, but not to say that people that don't choose to do that don't have pride, of but course. like, that's me. Like I would not, of course, that's me. I'm like, okay, what can I control? I can't control the labor pains. I'm going to do this. But what are those things for you? Like that would kind of be the question, right? Exactly. What are those things? And it's sort right. of like taking an inventory of your kitchen. What matters in your kitchen? Okay, well, what matters? If as a woman, if we're going to talk about Ultra Feminine Friday, and you're walking around like all week long feeling like hot mess mom, which by the way, our culture totally glorifies. And Shay and I on the show, we are committed to pushing against that. It, Yeah, mm-hmm. we're... We are and can be a hot mess, but I don't really want to post. I don't want to stay there. I don't want to celebrate that. Yeah. I don't, I want to laugh a bad at day. it sometimes. <laughs> I want to laugh and I want to know people yeah. on my back and like, oh, here we are. We're doing the thing. But, but I don't need to like resign myself to the fact that I decided to have six kids. And so 20 years of my life, I'm going to be wearing rotten yoga pants. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. does not tell our daughters have children. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really important to like, if you're going to inventory your kitchen, inventory your routine, yeah. inventory your femininity. What's what makes me feel good? Where am I wasting time? For heaven's sake, I have put my mascara on in the bathroom. That's as TMI as I'll get. Like if I need to save time, I'm brushing <laughs> my teeth. I'm doing no, 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 no. Like, and, and at the same time, if you live in our community, you've seen me in public with no makeup because I'm also comfortable in my own skin. 
So it's not a, a lot of times people that don't wear makeup, they interpret those of us that kind of want to go the extra mile air quotes as an insecurity. And so I just think there's kind of like this fine line, like we don't, we don't want to be judgmental, but we also want to give women permission to make a little time for themselves and prioritize that because it doesn't have like homemaking and having children doesn't have to be this like um, assignment of like just feeling like crap for two decades. It doesn't have to be that. When I was kind of first Sorry. turned on to that idea, <laughs> along. that's fine. That's, that's my I baby read, wise. <laughs> yeah. I read um, the Madame Chic series by Jennifer Scott. We've had Jennifer right. on the podcast before, sweet mm-hmm. friend of ours. And she was like, look, it might not matter to you what you go to bed, what you wear to bed. So you're wearing your rotted out yoga pants and your husband's sweatshirt. It might matter to your husband. So just like, try it. Try putting on something nice. Try having something extra special. Try having at least like matching pajamas and putting your beautiful lotions on and putting your face serums on and having clean hair and try going to bed then and see see what happens. Like there's another challenge. People know I'm a big advocate for this. <laughs> you got to do your work, ladies. Okay. In there. <laughs> And, and I also like, in just like on a, on, yes, I agree with that in marriage and on an individual level. For sure. I, th- I think we live in a society where it's much easier to go to say, rather, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm above that. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Like it's easier to blow it off than to do the work. So, mm-hmm. so yes, for your husband, but like, Actually, you are like a beautiful woman. You have dignity. Like you actually deserve to wear yeah. pajamas to bed. Mm-hmm. You actually, and 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 if you don't think so, or you're kind of like out of that groove, again, that would be my personal challenge to a girlfriend. If you and I were out having coffee is like, just try it. Mm-hmm. Just try it for a month and see if you'd go back to skunky mm-hmm. clothing at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Which I did there's for a, many years, by the way, until somebody told me not There's a reason you watch old movies and yeah. you swoon when you see a feminine woman. Like yeah. you don't go, oh, she's so overdressed or oh, like, oh, look at that stupid nightgown. You see Liz Taylor in like a beautiful lace slip going to bed and you're like, oh, that's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And her woman goes, that's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about my pajamas because I, you know, unless there's a special occasion, my standard dress <laughs> Do asked what I wanted for my birthday last year. And I told him I want a nice, another nice set of pajamas. And so I have this, these outrageous pajamas. They are hot pink with green palm leaves all over them and bright yellow jaguars. Pajamas? No way. Bright yellow jaguars. All, oh, this is the woman when I sent her like a polka dot blouse. She's like, polka dots aren't my thing. Oh, Did you are- just say they're loud and proud? <laughs> These are the most outrageous pajamas. Are they like banana leaves with cheetahs and stuff. Like, I will take a picture and I will oh send them gosh. to you. They are colorful and they're just outrageous. And I they bring me so much pleasure because it's like wearing, <laughs> I mean, they're just, here's the thing. They're long sleeves, they're pants, button up shirt. Like there's nothing uncomfortable about them. They're just your standard pajama, but they're a nice fabric. They're a fun fabric and I feel fabulous when I wear them 
because oh. I wear them when like my hair is usually washed and flat, right? Like my face is all washed off. Like everything else is very bare. And then there's just these ridiculous leopard pajamas. I love them so much. I thought you didn't like leopard. No, they're leopard, the animal. It's not prince. It's like animals, like the whole animal. Okay. I'll send you a picture. No, I'm really excited. I'm like, this is me. This is my jam. I love them. I am getting, look, we've had this podcast now for three and a half years. I've noticed my style as I'm getting old. It's getting a little bit more outrageous. <laughs> it is. I picked out a shirt on Etsy the other day, this beautiful silk blouse. And it had zebra, like, again, like the whole animal, Wait. not zebra print, like zebras. <laughs> like my crab, crab, crab rave shirt. I, yeah, I, know, I like, suppose so. Like colors. It's just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm getting, what, what about it? It's fun. What about it? I don't want to be all stodgy and old. Like I did this post on this recently on Instagram and it went crazy. And I think people wanted, I think it resonated with people. Like I'm not dead yet. You know, when you get old and you mature and you're like, I'm sophisticated now. And then you're like, but also I still want to have fun. I still want to do fun things. Anyway, I miss this post. I'm not supposed to. It's the one of Stuart and my new puppy, Birdie. Okay. Um, But it was just like on why get a puppy. Puppies are messy. They're going to poop on your floor. They're going to be crazy. They're going to get you up in the middle of the night. Why? Because you're not dead yet. That's why. Mm. You're 35. Stop acting like you're 70. Are you 35? No, I'm 37. I was like, kill me. <laughs> These are my pajamas. They're called the Bagheera pajamas. Oh, Bagheera, like uh oh, get out. I know which ones those are. I've seen those. <gasps> Shut up, Shay. I cannot imagine <laughs> you wearing those. If we were in a hotel why? room, like the good old days, and you busted those out, yeah. I would be like, What do you mean why? Because you're why? like a black with white piping kind of a girl. Maybe I'm not, Lois. <laughs> Gosh, so proud of you. Stay fresh. Hashtag stay fresh. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like when you want a new pajamas, that's not exactly what I had in mind. (laughs) I I was thinking a silk (laughs) nighty. I love loud pajamas. Mm hmm. They're kind of a fun place to be loud because, like, because no like one's her. gonna seize you. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, these were the pajamas that replaced my last pajamas, which were from Target. Cheap. That just would I would go to sleep. They had buttons up the front, and I would go to sleep, and the buttons would just come Your apart, boob would fall out, and so like a kid would wake me up in the morning, and it's like <laughs> sprawled out, and, like. Who knows what's Biggest hanging fear. out where? I like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I like, don't know how much to say here. Yep. <laughs> Even my girls, wait, like, with, I'm like, just, you don't need to wear underwear to bed. Just put your pajama bottoms on. Just live and let live. Live a little. Let it out. All right. <laughs> We answered one question. Did we? Did we even answer a question? We talked about we just... Cresta and her, uh, Ultra Not feminine Cresta, Friday. Krista. 
No, I think it's Cresta. Oh my gosh. She's coming to Paris. It's, you said Krista. It's Cresta. Okay. Cresta. Cresta. From okay. Yeah. And then, okay. Squeeze in okay. one more question. Are we good? Do you have another one? What? Oh, they. Yeah. Hold on. Um, first of all, um, I do have somebody helping me with my hip. Mm. I just want to say thank you very much to her. And she's yes. going to start a podcast and I will be plugging her when she starts. Fabulous. Said podcast because holy cow, she was so helpful. So for those of you um, wondering about my That's crazy so bone spur, uh, she's really, really helping me. Um Holy cow. Talk. I don't really have a question per se. I don't think unless I just keep scrolling. Well, if you do have a question, ladies, shoot it to us. Shoot it to us over on Instagram. Um, We still have, what, two, three episodes of this season of Q&A. Yeah. And so we need your questions. You're making me want to find one here. You don't have one? No. Sorry, I take screenshots of them and it's not cooperating. Okay. Well, this is kind of a little bit of a heavy one. Okay. I'm going to keep it brief. But we did get an email from a really, really sweet woman this week who shared a very, very personal story with us. Oh, I think I know what this is. But she was asked, the general, without giving you specifics. Okay. She was asking us... When you're the type of person who would stay up late to prepare a freezer meal for somebody in need, how do you position yourself to be the person in need? So when people say, how can I help? Tell me how to help. You're the doer, right? You're the one who wants to be the caretaker. Yeah. And maybe you're a little private. You don't want to be the one receiving the- Mm -hmm. So I've been talking about this recently with with my mom because my dad had surgery on his leg. Recovery is long and slow and so hard and it's killing him. Mm. It makes him, my dad is a doer. He's a caretaker. He's a protector. And to have my mom be in the position where she has to do everything. They have horses. She's got to feed the horses. She's got to do the chicken. My brother-in-law's been mowing the lawn. She's got to do all the meals, all the dishes, all the, everything. She's got to do it. He can't do anything. And it's very, very hard for him. What I was trying to explain to my mom is it's really a blessing for people like that. You need to learn how to receive because it is a gift for the giver. It's edifying and sanctifying for the giver to be able to serve somebody. And so even if you don't want to accept it, if you can get outside of yourself for a a little bit to say, but this is good for that person as well. Yes, it's costly. It's them giving up a little bit of their comfort so that I can have a little bit more comfort. But the power of that is it teaches them how to serve. And so It feels a little counterintuitive, but I do think it's really important that we practice giving Mm -hmm. and we practice times of receiving. I learned this lesson the hard way when we lived in Alabama, we had nothing. 
And there were families in our school who would say, do you want, you know, my extra produce from my CSA this week? Or would you like to go on a fishing trip and you can keep the fish? Or would you like a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A? Like I'm swinging yeah. by. And yeah. I had to learn how to say yes, because our needs were so severe that it really mattered. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I had to learn by jumping in the deep end. But I think it's important to remember that giving is not just for you and it's not just for you to receive. Hmm. It's for the but, giver as well. Okay. So in your timeline, did you receive before you gave? Because in my personal timeline, I, mm -hmm. I was a receiver before mm -hmm. I was the giver. I was, I was young. And so like, and then in the throes of needing help and it wasn't, I wasn't in a position or even to my memory exposed to a position where I could, where I was needed to give. And like, that's be kind, mm -hmm. you know, like that's my memory of like, I was in the thick of it and I, I didn't know of any, I didn't even know, you know, mm -hmm. and I was on the receiving end and it taught me. It taught me as an introvert, as someone with small kids who's just like me, 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 like drowning, drowning, drowning. It taught me to go, hey, is, I'm I'm headed to Meyer. Is there anything you need while I'm there? Like little <laughs> things. It, it taught me those pockets. And now those pockets, um, as yeah. my kids are older and my um whatever financial situation is slightly improved or whatever. Like I, now those pockets are bigger. So though, but those lessons of being on the receiving end taught me um, how to find the moments where I can initiate giving. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You learn. You do. And you it's, learn. and I just, I think there's, for me as somebody who's more introverted, like that was, any any outside communication I do, like that's a skill that I've learned. Yep. I've I've taught myself out of necessity, out of um learning from consequence. Like um yep. much you've been on the receiving end of that where you you know we're away and like four days will go. I'm like, I just like I just yeah. go back in, you know, like I'm so like that kind of stuff for me as a woman has been learned. Mm -hmm. And I even see my kids that are more like introvert, in, interior, you know, they're inward. I'm like, you know, you might want to like play a card every now and then. It's good for you. It's good to learn how to do. Well, and what you really realize is when you do that, like that's actually how you build relationships. So exactly. A, a woman who you don't really know that well, let's say from your community or from your church mm -hmm. says, hey, I'm going to Costco you're pregnant or you're sick or whatever. Can I get you anything? And it's you so say, much easier to go. Oh my no, gosh. Okay, yes, thanks. please. Would you mind bringing me yeah. some whatever mm -hmm. that builds relationships because right. you are being overused term vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> you are. And that will build relationships so quickly. Cause it's you saying, yeah, I trust, I trust sure. you kind of yeah. come into my circle and I trust you with sharing. Like I do have a need. I can't do it all. I do need some help. So my encouragement to this woman was 
when people offer to help, when they offer to bring you a meal, take your kids to the park, whatever, say yes. Mm -hmm. And you might feel weird about it at first, but say yes. Mm -hmm. And when they say, is there anything we can do? The very least and the really easiest way to learn how to give, at least in our communities, people say like, how can I pray for you? Tell them. Mm -hmm. Or what can I do? I would really appreciate your prayers. Here's Mm -hmm. a specific way you can pray for us. And that's hard. But if you are a Christian, you believe that prayer is actually really powerful, right. really powerful. And in some ways it feels like the least you can do, you, the least you can do. And the reality is it's the most you could do. It is the most uh, heartfelt way you could give to somebody, but there are real tangible means too. And so yeah. take them. Well, I, I do, I do think there's this, and this is probably a whole season, but I think there's this whole like um contrivance of pride between with feminine relationships you know it's awful and i'm yep. i'm i'm the number one perpetrator for sure and it's i think when you have a a moment to humble yourself and to even say yes i'll take the help or you know what i could use some help like this is the stupidest example but i go to my mom's town to get my nails done and I have taken the liberty of asking her to book the appointment for me because it's Mm -hmm. her salon. It's her lead. Those are her people. Like she's the, my contact person. And to this point, she hasn't said no. Like, why do you, why don't you do it yourself? It's like this, like, you know what, mom, like I'm swamped. I can come down like next week at 10. Could you see if there's an appointment for me? Mm -hmm. And that is so stupid. That is so outside the way I operate. And when I send that text off, it's like relief. And I feel like my mom is helping me. It's the dumbest. That's a terrible example. But she she probably likes likes it. it. And I hope so. She never has been like, why don't you just like, here's the number, Ange, do it yourself. She's never done that. It's, I love it. I feel stupidly taken care of. It's like one less thing I have to do. It's a point of connection uh, for me with her. Yep. And here's the other thing to remember, there are some people, some personalities who really like to care for people. Yeah. Like it is a gift that they have where you might be more inclined to be like, oh, why would you ask me to do that? Or Mm -hmm. there are people who aren't like that. So don't impose your thoughts and feelings and emotions and experiences Mm -hmm. with the situation on somebody else Mm -hmm. because that might make them feel very seen, very appreciated and very close. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Sorry. Got, we try not to end on a heavy. That's good. No, it's good. It's question. Good. But I also told her I would pose it to our audience. So if you guys have thoughts on that, shoot us an Instagram message and we can share them to our story and then she mm-hmm. can see them there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's Monday, but like, if you're, doing something to make yourself feel feminine on Friday. Yeah, hashtag so Ultra Feminine Friday. And at Can you think of a hash- podcast tag for our home organization challenge? Oh, not off the top of my head because I would want it to be good. Okay. Uh, Stay yeah. tuned for that. Okay. Because I want people to share their progress on that as well. So mm-hmm. you got hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday. You got hashtag something about our challenge. <laughs> fun stuff okay all right ladies thank you for joining us today happy monday go about your work this is a blessed job that we have ahead of us
Cheers. Amen. Cheers.